You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. everyone and welcome to the Strong Towns podcast. I'm Rachel Quedno and today we're going to be speaking with a representative from one of the final four towns in our Strongest Town contest. This contest is our annual opportunity for towns from across the world to compete for the title of Strongest in a bracket style competition by demonstrating their financial resilience, citizen involvement, and commitment to small scale change. Today, we're speaking with Carly Alm-Labar, Director of Planning, Zoning, and Development for the Lafayette Consolidated Government in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, Lafayette is facing off against Guelph, Ontario in this third phase of our Strongest Town contest. Make sure to listen to the additional podcasts uh, with representatives from the other three towns in this contest, and then cast your vote for the strongest in each matchup at strongtowns.org slash strongest town. Carly, welcome to the Strong Towns podcast. Thank you. Good morning. So let's get started. Apart from the people, which I'm sure are quite special, what else would you say makes your town unique? Well, I think a lot of communities may say this, but I'm going to make a pitch that that ours sort of excels to an even greater extent, and that is our our culture. So, um, you know, South Louisiana is the center of Cajun and Creole um, culture really in the country and in the world, and Lafayette's at the heart of that. So we're a region of about 600,000 people. Lafayette as a parish, we call them parishes down here, is about 235,000 people. Lafayette is really the heart and soul of that really unique culture in the state of Louisiana and in the South. And so what I mean by that kind of great, awesome culture, because every every place has its unique identity, is this real focus on family and relationships and history and music and food that is that is unlike any other place in the country. What do you think is the biggest challenge for residents in your community right now or um, for your local government? What are you guys uh, struggling with and how are you addressing that challenge? You know, Lafayette was a community that really grew with the influence of the oil economy. And so recently with the oil prices having gone down, which in many cases is great for other parts of the country, it can be really, really tough on our local economy. And so that's probably been the biggest challenge over the last couple of years is adjusting to um, declining tax revenues and and kind of trying to accommodate. So in a lot of cases, Lafayette has always historically had an economy that when other parts of the country might be struggling, Lafayette can often be thriving and then vice versa. That has certainly been our challenge in the last couple of years and has forced us to really be critical about how we how we spend money and how we allocate resources. Yeah. So how does your town view uh, financial decision making and how do you ensure that you are making good decisions that will keep the future of your town secure and and sustainable? So, I mean, we have like many cities, our, our budgeting process goes through our city parish council. And over the last several years, you know, in 2014, we adopted a comprehensive plan. Um, we have um, language in our in our charter as a government that um, our planning process and our capital process goes through the lens of our comprehensive plan. 
So we've really been trying to increase, I guess, the or improve the strategy around our capital decisions because we recognize how finite the resources are and how challenging, like you and Chuck would say, how challenging some of the long-term um, financial obligations are of, of the government. So, you know, we, we're addressing that through our planning processes, but we also know that we have additional improvements to make. Switching gears for a second, if I were to visit your town for a day, what kind of things would I do there? What what are like the best things that your town has to offer? Well, we would definitely feed you probably about four meals, um, if possible. We we have, you know, that that reputation is definitely a reality when you get here. So we would make sure and take you to Make sure and take you to a few of our favorite restaurants and, and make sure that you get fed all of, all of the meals of the day. And then maybe an extra one or two, a dessert or something like that. The other thing we would make sure that you do is, is get a taste of some live music. We have some of the greatest, um, musicians from across the country are from here or live here. And we have live music every night of the week and then several places every night of the week. Again, kind of Cajun and Creole. Um, but also other other genres of music, and and that's really celebrated. We have some great downtown assets and some tourist attractions that are worth seeing. We have a swamp in the center of our university that is that is really neat to see. We have one of the oldest and most beautiful live oak trees in the in the world um, that's right at the center of our town. I think it's about close to 500 years old at this point, and then many other cultural assets you know, in and around the region because we're the center of Acadian culture. I guess for folks that don't know that there was um, an expulsion of Acadians from Canada in the late 17 or in the 1700s and they, and many of them settled here in South Louisiana. That's why we have our, our French influence here in South Louisiana. So there's a lot of tourist attractions um, and other cultural resources that are, that help explain kind of the settling of our community so we expose a lot of our visitors to some of that history because many people don't know that and don't know that that's, you know, the, at the root of our culture. We have a great downtown that there's a lot of really cool things to see and be a part of there. So, you know, and then a lot of times we take folks out, I mean, to some of the rural parts of our region because there are some really interesting things in, in the rural areas. The tobacco plant is not far from us. And there's, there's many other things in the region that are worth spending a few days here. We go to swamp tours and, and see all kinds of all kinds of things. So it's a, it's a great community. And, and people think sometimes don't, don't even know we're here. And then when they get here, they realize how much there is to do. One thing that I've noticed in several of the towns that participated in this contest, both this year and last year, is that many of them seem to have universities as a presence in their community. Um, I just interviewed the folks from Valparaiso a couple days ago, and they obviously have a university as well. So, And you guys do too. How does the university relate to the community, and how does having a university impact your town? Well, it's a huge part of our community and it's a it's an enormous asset and they're an amazing community partner. They are located we, we call the university kissing cousins with our downtown district because they meet at a corner kind of and you know the university has been here since I believe nineteen oh one so it's a critical part. You know, Lafayette is a is a newer city as is as you might call it. I mean we we weren't really that big of a city until the mid twentieth century. And so for an institution to have been here since 1901, it's been a core part of the development of the city. 
you know, it's a huge source of pride to everyone in the community. Um, the different, you know, the different programs have one of the um, strongest computer science programs in the country, and that's helped foster our IT industry here. You know, from a planning perspective, we work often with the, you know, the folks in the School of Architecture and, and all of the planning influences they have there, and they've done a lot of work for different entities in the community. They've helped us um, on several projects over the years. There's kind of the neighborhood that helps join the university and the downtown together. And, and, you know, this past fall, we worked with their architecture school and with their community service um, division and did a big better block project that the students helped plan that kind of was in the area that connects the university and the downtown. We also did a huge cleanup where we had a thousand students on one of our major corridors um, helping clean up the campus and the, and the community. Everybody, I would say everyone in the professional world really values the input of the university and, and how much talent they bring to our community. And so the way we kind of engage them is on, I guess I would say on all fronts. I mean, everyone is, is always saying, well, how can we plug the university into, into this effort? Over the last year or so, we have a relatively new mayor who's been in office about 14, 15 months. Um, and they've been a great partner in, in helping with like smart city initiatives related to um, the new administration. And so, you know, it's really like the university is so well infused into how we operate as a community and how we operate as a local government that it's difficult to really explain because you can't, you can't extricate the two, you know, and like any, like any university town, you know, the athletics are a big deal here, part of the Sunbelt Conference and, and, you know, whether it's, basketball or you know baseball or softball like there's always something football of course there's always something going on that that the whole community whether you are a raging Cajun and graduate or not is is really um, excited about does Lafayette feel like a smaller town or like more of a metropolitan area to you you know, I would say it feels like a it feels like a small city it it feels bigger than a town but it feels like a family, you know, I mean, it's very, very easy to feel plugged in and connected if you aren't from here to come in and, and, you know, develop relationships and feel like you've been here your whole life. And that goes back to the culture. I mean, it's a very welcoming, um, welcoming place to be as, as soon as you get here, people want to know who you are and what your history is so they can kind of bring you into the fold. Well, we're wrapping up, but I did want to ask you if you are familiar with any of the other towns that have competed in the contest. I know in the first round, you guys were up against Killeen, Texas. And then last round, you were against uh, Lowell, Massachusetts. Have you ever been to either of those towns or uh, any of the other towns in the contest? I have traveled a lot. And I'm not going to be able to think of all all 16 towns um, off the top of my head. But having traveled a lot, I actually haven't been to Kyleen or Valparaiso or Lowell. So, I, you know, I'm kind of surprised that None of them are places that I've been, but um, I wish them all the luck. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm still thinking that Lafayette's the strongest town. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, Carly, thank you for speaking with me today. And I wish Lafayette uh, good luck in this contest as well. For our audience, don't forget to vote for the strongest town at strongtowns.org slash strongest town. Thanks so much, Carly, and take care. Thank you, Rachel. Bye-bye. Bye. 
we need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. Drastic times require what? Drastic measures, yes! Who said that? They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's the story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. Oh, Magnet City! I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit. Agenda 21. Yeah. 